Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful morning. A new day, this fresh lease of time that you add to our destiny, to our lives. And we thank you, Lord, for this another opportunity to come to you, to be with you, to be before you, to speak to you. The opportunity to behold your face in the spirit, to connect with you from our hearts and to tell you everything that is in our thoughts. To pray with each other and to study your word, Lord, to get to know you more. We thank you, Father, for your mercy that you renew for us every morning. For we know that there is that fresh patch of mercy for us for all the times we have fallen yesterday. For all the mistakes we have made and you have revealed to us. For all those times that the devil points a finger and has made us feel guilty. We know your mercy is renewed for us every morning, Lord. And when we say Jesus Christ is Lord, there is now no condemnation. For all those that say it in faith. When you call us to you, you give your grace. That grace that picks us up once again out of the pit. And helps us make a fresh start. A new beginning. And we thank you Lord that you are doing that new thing in many lives this day. That as this prayer is released from our spirit today, lives are about to change. We thank you Father that you are merciful, that you have loved us with that everlasting love and we shall see a manifestation of it in our lives this day. Let that bring transformation in our hearts, Father. Let that bring a renewed commitment in our relationship to you. The grace and the peace, Lord, that you pour in our hearts, your joy that comes out of this closeness with you, this koinonia, this communion, we share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it also, Lord, with all those that have no one to pray for them and all those for whom prayer requests have been made on this group. As we offer ourselves to stand in that gap. We share it with every member of every family that is part of this ministry. That is just, That carries your blessing, Father. We share it also with all those that are Christians and do not personally know you. And all those that do not want to know you that have turned away from you and yet are your children. We ask for a quickening in their hearts, Lord, that they be drawn towards you, that their eyes be opened to see the truth, your light, and that truth set them free. So as we make our prayer, Lord, we call on your name. The name of the one who is the great I am, the lifter of men, the most high. The one who is our preserver and whose hand is never short to redeem. The one who dwells above the mercy seat between the cherubims. The one who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living. The Holy One of Israel. A consuming fire you are, Father. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, the Lion of Judah, the rock on which we build our faith, our Christian life and experience, the door through which we enter into your kingdom, 
our daily bread that sustains us, in whom there is life and light, our Savior Jesus. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the same Spirit that created the universe, the same Spirit that powered His ministry, the same Spirit who is the Father of all spirits, to whom every spirit in the universe is subject. And He now has come to dwell within us, bringing all His power and His majestic presence. He comes as a humble teacher, as a father, as a friend, as our advocate, as our comforter, as our intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener. One that is ever willing to say, it's okay, let's make a fresh start. Our teacher, our Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your word, with your spirit. You have blessed us with all that we need to rise up again. Despite all our disobedience, our rebellion, our failures, our sinfulness, you cast all that behind your back and you bid us make a fresh start this time with your spirit guiding us, teaching us our counsellor, our advocate is he. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with that gift of prayer, that through prayer, we can legally give you permission in all those areas where we are falling short or all those areas where we have failed to step in and to bring it on amend. We thank you, Father, that you are ever so patient with us, that you do not turn us aside. But your love for us, despite all our failures, despite all our rebellion, that love has never changed. You still love us the same. John 3.16 is still valid even today. If you so loved us, you gave Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sin. And today we reflect on that very compassion of you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels and destiny helpers, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. We thank you, Father, for that love. You never stop showing towards us. Thank you, our King. And as we make our prayer this morning, cover and seal every word that we speak, every prayer we'll release in the Spirit. And everyone that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family of this prayer group and every beneficiary of any prayer requests that is being raised up at this altar today, we cover all of these by your precious blood, Jesus. And draw a perimeter around each of us by the bloodline of Jesus. We declare it as our hedge of protection, that every form of wickedness that ventures near, let the fire of judgment come down and consume it. We declare divine protection over each of these, Lord. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we get into our reflection, Lord, I, I declare in accordance with your word, remembering that life and death are in the power of our tongue, what we declare that we shall have. So we herald the power in our words, speaking your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven 
and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. And we send it in accordance with your will and in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with that power in our town. Yesterday, we reflected on the fact that Jesus is not yet judging us. He offers grace to rise up. Today, I'd like to reflect on God's compassion for us. That's where that grace comes from. His mercy and his grace that he is ever willing to pour out on us. That mercy that he renews for us every single day. That's what his word says. They are renewed every morning. One of the first depictions of his compassion is seen in Exodus 34 verse 6, which says, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious. Now this is describing him. We need to know who he is when we have to pray to him. So this describes him as the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, that is faithfulness. Now the Hebrew word for compassion is very close to the Hebrew word for womb, the womb out of which a child is born. The word for womb is rakhem, which sort of comes from the word rakham, which means mercy or compassion. They are very close and connected. And so it is out of his compassion, so to say, or out of his mercy that we are born, born again in the spirit. Where he pours his spirit into us, giving us new life, quickening us and making us alive in the spirit realm, which until then we were dead in the spirit, dead from Adam's transgression from that time on. Even up until this day, where we are born of the Spirit. His mercy was poured out when Jesus gave himself up on the cross. That divine mercy released for us. So that is God, our mother. Out of his compassion, we are born. Because we are born out of that compassion, we now have the opportunity to enter into the kingdom. Everyone that is not born again in the spirit cannot enter the kingdom. But now let's reflect on God, our mother, that compassion. In Isaiah 49, verse 15 and 16, he goes on further to say, Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Yet even these may forget. But now this is God saying, I will not forget you. Many times we ask him that question, Lord, where are you? Have you forgotten me? Look at the way I am suffering. Look at what he says next. He says, behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hand. Your walls are continuously, your wheels are continuously 
before me. That's God, a nursing, compassionate mother. He gathers and protects his children under his wings like a mother hen. We see a reference to that made in, G in Matthew 23, verse 37. And Jesus said, I sought to do this for you, my people. That's what he wants. A mother hen, a nursing mother, to gather us under his wings. That's out of his compassion for us. Psalms 103, verse 13 and 14 say, Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. He knows our weakness. He knows our limitations. That's what this is really saying. And out of that, when we go to him in worship, which is because it says there for those who fear him, those who come to him in worship and reverence, he has compassion on them. All we need to do is call on the name of the Lord. We have seen that verse coming again and again. It is there in Romans 10. It is also there in Joel 2. It says, those that call on the name of the Lord shall not end up in shame because of that compassion. An important thing now to remember for us is compassion like faith and forgiveness is not an emotion, it is not a feeling. It is a decision that we must make as well. And when that compassion comes from God, it is parallel to deliverance. It is like receiving deliverance. Even deliverance comes out of his compassion for us. In Isaiah 55 verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and the Lord will have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So you see, compassion and mercy going hand in hand. And that's a decision that he has already made. It says, when the wicked forsake their ways, and the unrighteous men give up the wicked thoughts, then the Lord will. It did not say he will consider. It did not say he may. It said, he will have compassion on him and he will abundantly pardon. So that is a decision he has already made. He does not have a doubt. All we need to do is go to him. If we step forward, he is committed to stepping towards us as well. All it takes is a faith-filled cry to his name. In Psalm 51 verse 1. Now this psalm is a beautiful psalm. It is a prayer of David where he asks God for mercy. It's a prayer for mercy. When we are in our low times, feeling that pain and feeling that guilt, feeling that need to ask God for a mercy and you do not have words, simply pray Psalm 51. In Psalm 51 verse 1, David prayed for mercy when he said, Be gracious to me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. 
And so in David's mind, God's forgiveness was a direct result of his compassion. We need to approach with that same mindset. Call upon that compassion and you will receive mercy. God's compassion is always connected with deliverance. His compassion is what brings his people back from exile. It wasn't just applicable to the Israelites, it's applicable to us as well this day. Many of us that have now been converted and transformed can relate to that. We were in exile. And there are many more that are still in exile, that are not connected to him, that do not know him and are actually walking in the opposite direction, which is why we raise that intention at the start. All those that do not want to know you, Lord, quicken them in the spirit. And we know that he is responsive. His call to us today is come back to me with all your heart. Don't let fear, don't let guilt, don't let shame keep us apart. For that cause, he is and he was ever willing to sacrifice Jesus. We see that in John 3.16, God so loved the world that there was nothing that he would not give. That was his love. He gave his most prized possession, the Son, the Word, Jesus. The ultimate act of compassion was Jesus dying on the cross for our sin. So why did we say that compassion like faith and forgiveness is not an emotion, is not a feeling? Compassion is a decision because that decision we must make as well now. For in like manner, God expects us to have compassion towards one another. As he has compassion on us, he expects us to have compassion on others that have wronged us, that have hurt us. By seeing them, as people in need of compassion, not people that have hurt us, no matter who they are. More often than not, the ones that hurt us are our close friends, family, relatives. And that hurts the most. We are called to have compassion. And we are most enabled to show compassion to one another only when we understand the depth of God's compassion. So after this morning's prayer, I call upon each of us to go back and reflect on what you know of God's compassion in your life. And then go back to the word and see what more it says of his compassion, how it describes God's love, that unfailing compassion for us. The more you know that, the better your relationship with him is. And the better that relationship is, the more we are able to call upon him and his compassion in our place of prayer. Father, we ask for that understanding this morning. We ask for that knowledge, that wisdom of who you are and how you operate out of your love for us. That draws us more and more towards you. Then when we minister your love, your compassion to others, it is what we know of you and how much we know of you that we can translate to them. What we do not know of you, we cannot translate to others. So we ask, Lord, you said, let him who lacks that wisdom, ask and you shall give. 
That is your word in James 1.5. We ask this day, Lord, give us this day our daily bread to know you more and to come closer to you, to rebuild our relationship with you and start on that firm footing, that foundation, that cornerstone of Jesus, the rock, the word that you place in our lives. We ask for this edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for that spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, that will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray also for all families that are battling all kinds of division and separation. Even small little arguments that have kept them apart despite living under the same roof. There is bitterness, there is anguish, there is hatred, there is anger, all sorts of wickedness that has infiltrated into their souls, Lord. We ask for your peace, your light, your joy to dispel that darkness out of their hearts. We ask for your anointing, Father. We curse, we rebuke. And cast out all that wickedness from these lives, that these homes, what you have joined together, Lord, let no man separate. By whatever ways, whatever means, let no wicked spirit separate either. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Everyone that is kept yoked under any kind of wickedness this day. We release that power that you have given us in our word, Father, and the authority to use the name of Jesus to declare freedom from every such yoke. We come against it by the blood of Jesus that has won every victory. We curse and we rebuke every yoke of wickedness that seeks to keep your people in subjection. We call on your name, Jesus. And under the authority and power you have given us, Lord, we curse, we rebuke, and we bind every such spirit of wickedness. We cast it out of these lives now. Every yoke of addiction we declare broken. Every bondage of wickedness that keeps your people in subjection and limited, we declare it broken. Every yoke of poverty, of busyness, of ignorance, we declare that chain broken now in the name of Jesus. We ask for your anointing, Lord, to fill these empty houses. By your word, a hunger for your word, let that grace come upon their lives this day. So that as that hunger for them increases, they start consuming more and more of your word that daily bread that feeds their spirit and gives life to their mortal body. We raise also our own personal needs and those of our families and our friends, Lord. Especially those that have not yet received the gift of salvation. We ask that they be quickened in the spirit, Father, that they might call on your name and shall be delivered. 
they shall not end up in shame. This is our declaration this day over their lives. We prophetically make that declaration, Father, and let their hearts be turned. Let that restoration begin. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our faith and our prayer of agreement with each other, knowing that the Holy Spirit, the Creator Himself works with us in that intercession, that prayer is made under an open heaven. That prayer brings revelation and restoration and brings manifestation of your miracles, Lord. We release our faith now and we believe we receive this answer to our prayer today. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift. Release your faith in your tongue. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. We believe, Lord, that every prayer that is raised at this altar today is an answered prayer. Every single one of these intentions that are raised right now. We come in agreement with each of these, Father. In accordance with your word in Matthew 18 and 19, we shall have what we say as that agreement. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Shela <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Who can help himself, Lord, if the God of heaven will not help? But when we call on your name, then we know, Lord, we cannot end up in shame. When God is for us, who can be against us? We come in that conviction and in that faith we declare Jesus Christ is Lord over everyone that we have raised our prayer at this altar at this day, Lord. We thank you, Father. 
We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture I've been given today is from Micah, chapter 6, verse 8. He has showed you, O people, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a few scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Ephesians 6, verse 16 to 18, quoted from the NRSV, which says, With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. The second one is from Isaiah 63, verse 7, quoted from the NIV, that talks of praise and prayer. And it says, I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. And the third scripture is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, again quoted from the NIV where it is written, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, God has put a name on your heart as soon as you heard that reflection for today. God has put something that you must do. Please go ahead and do that. Please also share these reflections as well as Brother Savio's spirit-filled reflections that he shares on our Telegram and Facebook page. Share them with your friends and family. Also invite them to join us for Bible study every Friday. These sessions are held at 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Our topic for this Friday is changing the seen and shaping the unseen, where we will learn in depth about the unseen realm of the spirit and how to begin to look at things which are not seen with the natural eye. Now, This is a powerful topic for those who want to live by faith and not by sight. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube Live, we shall share that message in our Telegram group. Please share it with them. I'll also share a link for people to join the Telegram group, those that are interested. So you can share that with your family and friends as well. Praise God. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day. Let us go out and be compassionate to others as well, carrying the gospel and be a reflection of the true image of our King Jesus. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. 
Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Blessed day, brother.